Hello and welcome to the Liverpool Way podcast. We're recording this the day after a pretty uninspiring 0-0 draw at Anfield against Chelsea. Two distinctly average teams serving up a distinctly average game. My name's Dave Usher, editor at liverpoolway.co.uk and joining me for this one, hopefully having thawed out after yesterday, is John Gallagher and Dan Thomas. Uh, so we didn't record straight after the game. Um, personally, I just didn't really know what to say about it. It's like you didn't really have any strong feelings one way or another. Um, you know, it's one of those where if you lose badly, then you've got something to come on and vent about. If you win, you're excited. You want to talk about that, or even like in in situations where it's a draw, you, you're like, well, how does that impact? You know the title race or or whatever. I think like, there's nothing really, is there? It was like it was ninth versus tenth, and it was a nil nil draw. So I mean, now the day after, and I, I still don't really have too much to say about it. So I'm hoping that you two can kind of <laughs> lead the way on this. So John, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts on it? Well, um, not a lot to say really. It was. I'm going into games at the moment. It's like. I'm, I don't know what my expectations are game by game. Uh, I know we had a decent win against Wolves in the week in the cup, clean sheet. Yeah, that's always nice. Um, but it doesn't have any sort of um, foundation on what might happen afterwards at the moment. Uh, just due to you know what we've been like, you know, for most of the season. So I expected a low-scoring game yesterday. I thought it'd be tight, maybe a one-nil, one-one. Um, and so it turns out, but the actual performance was, I, I don't know, I mean, Klopp spoke after the game about, you know, positive steps and stuff, I think, but I didn't see anything, like, positive yesterday, really, in terms of, oh, you know, we're, we're going to play our way out of this, it, it, you know, it was scrappy, there was nothing, you know, both teams, as you said, it looked like a ninth versus 10 type of game, which is, you know, quite worrying, you know, to Liverpool and Chelsea, two of the big hitters in the league, and, uh, you know, that's what was served up in the middle of the season when both sides are normally near the top. I think we played Chelsea last January um, at Stamford Bridge, and it was a rip-broaden 2-2 draw. Um, yeah. You know, great game of football, and both sides were at the peak of the powers at that point, you could argue. Um, you know, so 12 months later, the way both sides have fell off a cliff at the moment, it's... Uh, it's really concerning from our perspective. Um, just right from the start, I mean, you know, we nearly conceded another scabby goal off a set piece, and it was like, oh, luckily it was disallowed. Um, but even that didn't spare us into any type of action. It felt like we'd set up to contain, and but that's okay doing that. Um, but just, it was just. There was no outlet kind of thing throughout the whole first half. It was, you know, just the side looked very slow, sluggish, one-paced. Um, you know, there, just, there was hardly any kind of, like, threat, really. So, and if anything, you know, considering what we were up against, I'd argue that Chelsea were probably the more accomplished side throughout the 90 minutes. Uh, you know, if you're judging it on balance, I'm not saying they deserve to win. No side deserves to win, but... I'd say they probably fashioned slightly the better chances um, mm. uh, o- overall, but uh, there's just nothing really positive I could take. I could take from it, and as I say, I'm just going game by game at the moment now, with no expectations, just on uh, apart from what might happen in that ninety minutes, rather than a longer term picture. Yeah, Dan, uh, do you see anything positive from it? Um, 
well, the temperature certainly wasn't positive. That was why we didn't record after the game day. We couldn't feel our faces. Yeah. Um, I think the only kind of positive two two things for me is number one, we didn't defend well, but it's a clean sheet, and they have been very scarce recently. So it's back to a clean sheet at home. If we can build on that, then that's probably something that I would label as a positive. And the other uh, positive, although my pronunciation probably won't be, is Bajetic or Bajetic. Uh, I'm Bajetic. still not sure. Well, well he, him, uh, he was, again, I, I thought he was our best player by, by far yesterday. I thought he was really, really good. The way he carries himself, the way he tries to play the game reminds me of a certain Spaniard who he plays next to and trains next to. Um, the way he opens up his body to try and passing reminds me a lot of Thiago I think there's definitely something to work with uh, he deserves his place in the team at the moment um, and yeah th- they were probably the, the two major things um, it's just all very piecemeal and bitty it doesn't feel like we have any momentum yes we won at Wolves I wasn't as impressed as everyone else seemed to be I just thought that was a perfunctory functional kind of routine win against a team that never really got going but with Chelsea the disappointment for me yesterday is that Chelsea are on a run worse than we are um, but you wouldn't have thought that looking at it they were very compact they were very tight they kept us at arm's length for most of the time there was only really Gakpo chance early on after the disallowed goal and, and Trent late on that had good chances that would probably register on the XG scale uh, but it was not it just wasn't a good performance, was it? It was two teams, two nervy teams, two low-confidence teams putting on a pretty poor game of football, to be honest. Let's be honest, it was not a good game, was it? OK, it wasn't a good game. It definitely wasn't a good game, but I'm going to book the trend a little bit and I, I do actually see some positives from it, um, but it's all about context, really, from where we were, where we are, I should say, really, Uh you know, from last week at Brighton, how bad it was, hoping that that's rock bottom, and like, you know, that's as bad, because it's as bad as I've seen, I'm hoping that's as bad as it can get, and I said after that game, we've got to just completely, just go back to the beginning, now Klopp's got to go in as though it's his first day on the job, and this is someone else's squad, and he's got to fix it, rather than constantly going out and saying, well I know these players are dead good, and this is what we normally do, and it works, why isn't it working now? We need to get away from that, and you know you've got to start with small steps, and I think that's what we've done. I also said I don't know if I said it on the pod or in the match report, but you know the next few weeks we're going to have to look at like some nil nils, one nils, and that's that's what we build from. The first thing we've got to do is just stop letting teams just run through on Allison constantly, like you know three four times a game. We need to stop that. We also need to start winning some challenges and become more difficult to beat. And I feel like it wasn't great yesterday. You know, Chelsea still had chances, but it was much better than it was. Uh, I think Klopp, I haven't seen his, his full press conference or anything, but I did read a quote where he said about like making tackles and blocks and two weeks ago that wouldn't have happened, which is kind of, it's a, it's a damning statement on, on the team, really, that like two weeks ago he's like, you know, you, you weren't even trying to make blocks or tackles. It, you know, it's, it's not good, is it? But that's where we were. And now it's a case of trying to get back to what we were. Well, you're not going to flick a switch and just be great again. It just doesn't work like that. So the first thing we've got to do, stop being shit defensively. Stop letting teams have easy goals and and giving up stupid chances. 
get that part of it right and then go from there. So, I mean, I, I often talk about how we've lost the eye of the tiger. Well, th this is kind of part of it. This is like trying to get it back. So, I feel like this week, we've just dug out the old grey tracky and we've started, like, running, you know, through the streets at, like, 4am, whatever. And then, like, the next step is, like, you're doing your one-arm push-ups and then we'll be chasing chickens around trying to get our speed back and stuff. <laughs> and then eventually... You're back on the beach having races with Apollo, but like it doesn't happen by like flicking a switch and going, "Oh yeah, we're going to get back to that level." Much as like we'd like it to, and for the you know all season we've been saying, "Oh, you know, one result might just kickstart things." Now we've gone way beyond that. Now we're, we're almost starting from scratch, if you like, and we're also doing it with a lot of our forwards not not available, and we're suffering from that because Mo's just not playing well whatsoever. Gakpo's come in. And it's difficult for him. He's coming to a team that's playing badly. There's no rhythm. There's no fluidity. Um, Darwin's been out the last couple of matches. He's only just back. You know, Bobby's out. Jot is out. Diaz is out. So we're struggling in that area. But if you're struggling in that area, then you've got to keep clean sheets or you're fucked. And we weren't keeping clean sheets. And, you know, so the whole thing was just a mess. So the way you get back to that is you just got to go back to, like, right to the start and build from there and I feel like the last two games is like that that shows that that's what we're, we're doing and it's a bit depressing in a way because it's like oh my god you know are we really going like all the way back you know we should be better than this but yeah we should be better than this but we're not you know we've been awful recently so this is like the the baby steps to just get back you know I mean throwing out like all kinds of cliches and stuff but it, it's like you know you have got to learn to, to crawl before you can walk and and then run and we're we're crawling at the moment, so I think we just have to bear with it like for the the next couple of weeks and just hope that it gets better. I mean I think next week's a a, a decent test of it because it was so bad at Brighton last week. We're going there again. We're not going to go there and play them off the park. That's that's not happening. You know under no illusions. But let's make it tough for them. Let's go there and and let them you know, have to actually work for the results and not just hand it to them. So that's what I took from the Chelsea game is like, it was boring. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't feel great about it in, in any way. But I, I understand like why Klopp was saying like that's a step in the right direction because we have basically just gone right back to the beginning and we're trying to build ourselves back up now. Uh, so from that perspective, you know, I can, it's something I can hang my hat on, but not, not great. And it's mad, like seeing like us and Chelsea just being as just insignificant as this, like ninth and tenth in the league, and and putting on a game like that. You know, the rip roaring games we've had with Chelsea over the years, and then you get that, and it's like fucking hell. It's you know this season's just like pretty miserable. Um, but you know, uh, go back to the uh, the start of the game because as, as John pointed out, I mean, if that goal doesn't get disallowed, it's like yet another stupid early goal that we've given away. And um, me and John were hoping it was offside, but we, we weren't like particularly confident about it. But the one thing I just want to say about that, Nabi Keita, while that mm. was going on, people probably haven't picked up on this because, like, you know, it, not everyone will have been like watching who's in the ground and, and it probably wasn't shown on the telly. But the whole time that was going on, Nabi was like getting really pissed off with the ref and he got the ball and he kicked the ball back to Allison because he was 
adamant it was offside. He was on no doubt whatsoever. Everyone else is just thinking, okay, we might have to, you know, we're, we're, you're lining up for the kickoff to thinking it's probably going to be a goal. Maybe we get lucky. Keita was just like in the ref's ear and he was like, come on, what's the delay? And he's like pointing, going, it's offside. And then like, when like the decision comes through and it's offside, he just turns away and he just gave a little nod as if to say, see, <laughs> it just made me laugh because I've watched the replay of it. I'm like, he's in a, a decent position, Nabby to see it, but it's so tight. There's no way he could have known that that was offside because it, it's a weird one as well because like the way um, I thought, initially I thought it was Thiago uh, Silver who was offside from like the first knockdown, but they gave Havertz offside because his heel was just ahead of the ball when when Thiago Silva had the initial shot. And I look at that, I'm like, we've got really lucky there because if he's, if he's dragged his foot forward a bit more, he's onside and that's a goal. And I don't think we'd have come back from that. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know what you boys think, but would we have come back from 1-0 down? No. Not, not in my opinion. Uh, the, way, the way the game was going, we'd set up specifically I think just to sit you know we didn't press them at all the first few minutes it was like uh, yeah you know we're at home and it's like it was like we were playing rampant city or Arsenal the way we set up you know there was no pressure on the ball you know we, we were sitting in a good shape and all that but we're playing a team that is arguably as bad as us or as bad as we've been recently at the moment you know low in confidence new manager signing players here, there and everywhere and it, there's no direction to what Chelsea are doing at the moment it seems as well so I thought we showed them a little bit too much respect considering what they had out initially and what they've been like recently you know it was like we were playing the name rather than the team if that makes sense well, do you um, think that's what we did do you think that was the reason for it John or do you think we've just whoever we were playing yesterday we were going to focus on on that side of things I'd hate to think that's how far we've fallen, Dave, if that's I, the I case. But it's like, you know, if we were playing Everton yesterday or Bournemouth or someone who we've you know, batted 9-0 early in the season, you know, early, when the sun was shining in August and that, but if we're playing Everton, what they're going through, surely to Christ we wouldn't have set up like that. Um, playing at playing someone like Everton yesterday, it was just. Well, we'll find just, out because we've got them next, haven't we? Got them next, yeah. But next some, you know, so I think sometimes the early kickoffs don't help. You, you, you know, it's yeah. a bit hard to get a bit of a rhythm. You know, we played midweek and all that. Um, after getting beat by Brighton, and yes, I, I get the early kickoffs aren't ideal sometimes. So, you, you know, I don't think the fans will allow that to happen that type of setup when we play Everton at home because they are really going to be there for the taking with any type of attack and ambition that we might show so um, well we might well, yes, have, th- we, well like, we will have Darwin back unless something happens we, maybe we uh, we have Bobby back for that as well and I think having more forwards makes a big difference to, to how, how we're going to play absolutely yeah and going back to Gakpo it's like yeah he's, you know nothing's really happened for him you know so far and there's what three or four games as he's played now mm. um, so four you're looking at that four is it so it's like from two perspectives you're like well surely he's got to show, show something um, you know what is he what, what are his strengths what are his weaknesses it feels like I don't know anything about him yeah apart yeah. from you know what I've seen of Holland in the World Cup which wasn't much um, you know yesterday I think he did like a nice turn and shot in the second half you know it was a comfortable save for uh, Kepa um, first half I think he come, come deep to link up once or twice and lays it off like quite nicely 
Um, but other than that, I'm like, I, I still just don't know what he is. I don't know if that's because he's in a struggling team and, you know, we're not making many inroads at the moment from an attacking perspective. And the way we set up yesterday, it may be hard to function with the players we've got out as well. But the Chelsea lad, Mudrick, come on. And he oh. looked, you could see what he yeah. was in 10 minutes. He, oh, yeah. he looks fucking absolutely electric. And yeah. that's in a struggling Chelsea team as well. He hardly scored goals and he nearly scored the winner. You know, the shot that hit the side netting. So you're thinking from that perspective, you know, I'm not writing, you know, the lads off early days and hopefully we'll like, really settle in. But early signs, I'm just, oh, you know, I didn't really see the point behind the signing at the time. Um, and nothing I've seen so far has you know, changed my view on that, to be honest with you. Mm, Dan, what, what do you think about Gakpo? Um... So far, I think pretty much everything John says there is is bang on. I don't know what he is, and I also am not judging him because in this team, the way we're playing, low confidence. But I don't think we know what we are. We've kind of had this discussion recently, haven't we? What what are we? What are we trying to do at the moment? It's difficult to establish that. So I am willing to give Gakpo all the time that he needs to to find his find out what he is um, because. The the old rule used to be if if and I've talked about this with John recently. You know when we we signed someone like Patrick Berger, it was like oh, it's going to take six months to get used to this league. Obviously, Patrick Berger didn't even need six weeks to get used to this league. But like the, didn't even need six ex- minutes. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Like the there's an expectation now that foreign players just pick it up and are good enough to just just get on with it. He's come from a, one of the I would argue one of the the less impressive leagues in Europe. Although we've had Suarez from there, so that's not really necessarily true. But he is good with the ball. I've I've identified that he's good at using the ball. He's confident at keeping all of it until the last minute and then releasing it. But he doesn't look like a swashbuckling goal scorer, which is I thought what we had. Or he doesn't look like he's going to go past anyone with a a burst of pace. But we're so slow and lethargic with everything we do. Our tempo with the ball is pretty nothing it's just nothing at the moment so I'm going to give him all of the benefit and all of the, the, the time that he needs because he's coming to a team which is not performing well and it's a team that's struggling for its identity which we've discussed in, at, length, at length on this very podcast so you know, like, who and what is he we're, we're going to find out but I don't think we're going to find out this season I think we may find out yeah. next season and that's not a reflection of him that's a reflection of where Liverpool are at the moment because we are unrecognisable from a team from just six or seven months ago we, I, I, this team is not not recognisable this team used to keep clean sheets every week without it feeling like a big achievement at the moment we've kept two clean sheets in a week and it's like yes something to build on and Dave, you know you, you, what you said about how you feel it's positive steps in the right direction a lot of that I agree with particularly because as a as a goalkeeper uh, X or otherwise depending on what's going on in my life um, I love clean sheets and it's something that we used to build on that that used to be you're getting nothing at Anfield and in, in that first half every time Chelsea put the ball in the bottom of a set piece it was terrifying it felt like they were going to score every opportunity um, and in the second half there was a spell not long after we'd had 15 minutes after half time where we fe- it felt like we were trying to so- show ZH onto his left foot and he was going past people and it looked like he was going to get a shot away or, or whip a ball and-, and it was just like close him down we are not ourselves it's very difficult to put our finger on the precise problem uh, but it's certainly not Cody Gakpo Mm. No, he's not the problem, <clears throat> no doubt about that. I, and I'm not looking to make any judgments on him uh, in terms of 
is he good enough or not? That's like that's way down the line. That that what I'm looking for. I just want to know like something about him, like you know what, just his style, what he's good at, what he's not good at. Because it's not like I'm seeing things and going, oh, he's he's like he's shit at that, or it's not. It, there's not that much negative that I'm seeing, so it's not like I'm I'm criticizing him. I'm just wanting to see something, and I go, oh, okay, so that's what he does, because. I mean, he comes in and people are saying he's better coming from the left. Well, from what I've seen of him, I can't envisage him playing on the left. I think he looks all right through the middle. Like things that he does, you know, like he's looking to link up play and he comes deep and he's, he's, you know, he's quite big as well. So if you can get crosses to him. So I could see him like nailing down like a a centre forward spot maybe, but I can't picture him playing on the left with what I've seen so far. He doesn't look like quick enough really I'm not saying he's slow either he's not slow but he's not like you know he's, he's not got that zip about him where you know I know he's tall but Darwin's tall but Darwin's also like really fast and then what else we used to was like you know small nippy players who play there whether it's Jota whether it's Diaz whether it's Sadio out there on the left I don't see him playing on the left it's like it may be a surprise me but it's not something I can envisage for the future I think like looking at him it would be the role that Bobby's played but um, yeah, it's. I'm just wanting to see something that I can go. Okay, yeah, he's gonna be all right. I, I can see that now. And so far, uh, not seeing that. I mean, he did have quite a few attempts on goal yesterday. Statistically, it wouldn't have been like a terrible game. I think he had like five or six goal attempts, but he never looked like scoring with any of them. And like the two shots he put over in the first half, I was like, oh my god. But then Mo's doing the exact same thing, and you know Mo's like one of the supposedly like one of the best players in the world not this season but um you know he's the, the chance he had and he just that ball from Keita was fucking sensational and then Mo just goes and does that and but like it was just sadly predictable when he put that chance over the bar Mo just cuts onto his left foot there's no conviction about it anymore it's like he's just expecting that now um and you know just going back to what I was saying before it's like we've got the clean sheet and like I'm not convinced by that I don't think it was a convincing clean sheet it could quite easily we could have conceded but generally I felt like we weren't as wide open as we have been and we were putting tackles in and closing people down and I felt like that side of it was better and we got the clean sheet which you know it's good but don't let that blind you to it you know there's been other games where we've kept a clean sheet because Allison's made like four brilliant saves Uh, he's only made one save I think Made that one save in the first half from like when the the lad come in at the back post on the free kick, and Allison's made a great save. Did he make any saves in the second half? I can't. can't Not think that think of. Think I, 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 I think. Go on, Sam. Sorry, I was just going to say. I think that the only real big chances that Chelsea had was uh, Gomez blocked a shot from Ziyech, and then it was when Mudrich hit the side netting. Other than that, I yeah. don't really think that Chelsea had loads of chances. It was not a, a big game for, for... Sorry, it was not a game for big chances. No, no, it wasn't. But I want to go back to like the the way we started the game formation-wise. I, I think most of us were probably in agreement that the midfield that had played the other night should all keep the places. Because if you change it, what what message is that sending out? If you're going back to players who've been like underachieving, they played well the other night, deserved another chance. So I was glad about that. But then the way we lined up, it wasn't like this for the whole game. But like the start of the first half, it looked to me like we were just playing four four two with Harvey on the left and Naby on the right. I'm like, is that the slowest wide pairing like that we've ever fielded? And I felt bad for them too because they were like really good the other night. 
in completely different roles. Central positions. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Harvey played on on the right of the front three, um, and then all of a sudden he's playing like left midfield, and we had nothing. Like we weren't getting in behind him, and Robbo would get the ball. He had nothing ahead of him because Harvey's not making runs. Because what what would be the point? Harvey's wanting to come deep and get it into feet, and and like Naby's drifting in field, so Mo's basically playing like over on the right wing, even though he's like in the front two. So it, it was the whole thing just looked really um, disjointed. Yeah, with the ball it was really disjointed. Without the ball, I felt like it, it worked relatively well. You know, our shape was decent. We were closing down spaces and that. But with the ball it just there was it was really uninspiring because there was just no pace in the team at all. It was like so slow and easy for Chelsea to defend. Um but Chelsea changed their system because Chelsea set up, didn't set up like playing like that either. Because me and John were like, "Well, what the hell's going on here? Where's Gallagher playing?" He was like on the right of the front three to start with, and then they changed and they went four four two as well for a bit. And but all through the game, like the systems were just changing for both teams. It was hard to keep track of what was going on. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it was sort of as the game went on. First half, it was like you know, Gakpo was sort of. Coming out to the right hand side with Mo, like Mo was like hugging the touchline for a lot of that first half. I felt like, and then I was looking in the centre and I was like, there's no presence. Like Harvey Elliott stood there against three Chelsea centre backs or you know whatever system they were playing at the time, and you know it's sort of it's, it's all right setting up to be like containing and all you know confidence is low, but. It just felt like that we were never a threat as well, and it's like it's all like going on about like being compact and difficult to play through and that. But say if we had to play Brighton yesterday, you were flying and you were playing with loads of confidence. Would that have been the same? Like what you you know in in terms of restricting chances, what I've seen at Chelsea, they're not creating many chances themselves. So that's why I'm not really taking any any positives from it in that respect you know we got a clean sheet could have been worse you know we could have conceded one or two um so it's just it's just dependent on the opposition next next week as you said earlier dave that'll be a good barometer yeah. i think considering that was two weeks ago um you, you know so you've just got to go game by game at the moment and see what happens because if we do get beaten again next week um you know which is a p- possibility mm. then you can't really take anything from yesterday then. You know, yesterday's irrelevant. I mean, if you go there next week and win 1-0 or whatever, then great, yeah, you might start thinking, yeah. okay. Um, you know, things, what you said earlier about going back to basics, right back to the start. Um, you know, apart from the play, you mentioned the training and that, but they've not had to do it in Siberia like we had to sit in yesterday, I suppose. After yeah. <laughs> Siberian <laughs> weather from Rocky Four and that, yeah. but... Um, yeah, as a general thing, it's just game by game. See what happens next Saturday. Is, is it Saturday against Brighton? And then... Sunday. Go, oh, Sunday, is it? Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, on to the derby after that. So, uh, yeah, if we keep a clean sheet next week, I'll be more sort of optimistic about that, as- that aspect of things moving forward. It wasn't so much the, the clean sheet and the performance itself that I was saying. I'm seeing the positive. It's more the mentality that like we're, that's what our focus is on at the moment, like and that the focus is on being harder to beat, not giving away so many stupid chances. And we 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 did that. I mean, as I say, we could easily have conceded, but it wasn't like we were defending like really badly or anything like that. So that the positive is more like the acceptance of like. 
this is what we are now and this is how we're going to fix it we're going to have to start with small steps and that's what we're doing so I feel like that's what I called for that's what I wanted us to do that's what I'm seeing so I'm taking something from that rather than the actual result itself if you like um, I tell you what I did think was good but it's also really frustrating at the same time I thought the first 10-15 minutes of the second half was great but we can't sustain it and I've I've been saying that all seasons. Like there there is times when we look like us. You know we have like these little spells, ten minutes, whatever. But it and often it's at the start of a second half and it fizzles out, and we just we cannot sustain it if, if we don't we don't capitalize on that spell and then it just fizzles out to nothing. And it happens again because I thought we were like really really good the way we started the second half, and it didn't last. But we had them penned in for like 10, 15 minutes. You know, they couldn't get out. The crowd started to get into it then. Because it's it's hard for the crowd. I mean, we're fucking freezing. Like, if anyone who wasn't at the game yesterday, I can't even tell you how cold it was at, the, at that game yesterday. It was it was so cold. And it affects the atmosphere. It just it does. It's just natural. Like, you're sitting there and you're just shivering. And you're watching, like, a shit game. You need something to, to distract you from the cold. And, like, for the first 10, 15 minutes, we had that in the crowd. I was like well into it and then it just dies a death and just peters out and we're seeing that too often we just cannot sustain any kind of level of intensity yeah it's like as the match day experience goes yesterday was like definitely in my bottom 10 ever well there's a few other things we need to talk about regarding that as well so we may as well get to that now because I, I, I assume one of the things you, you're alluding to there, John, is like the constant messages over the PA system. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I felt like we were in like the prison in Rogue One. Like that's probably gone over <laughs> both of your heads because you aren't Stop. like aren't Star Wars fans. But um, it, it it was like just some proper dystopian shit. Like just constant messages being read over the PA, warning us what what, what will happen if we misbehave, and mm. nothing has even happened. You know, because that message that got read out in the first half. It said, it, it was like George was reading out the message, and he said something about... We are aware. In your it. section. Yeah. And it was read out where we were. So I don't think that... Dan, did you get that message in the first half? Did, I was just about to come in and say, it said, in your section. It's like, it's the whole stadium. You could It, it was read to the whole stadium. Right, because I was thinking, why are you talking about, like, your section? Because it, it just... Because we didn't hear anything at all. There was nothing... There was there was no chance there was no like rent boy chance at all where we were, um, and I've I've had a look on Twitter seeing if like if anybody else had heard anything, and I can't see anyone who's heard anything. And like if if it come from the cop, we would have heard it where we're sitting because we heard any chant from the cop, even when it's like not not loud and it's only a few people. We didn't hear nothing at all, and it was weird that that message got read out. And then you get it again at half time, and like and then all like threats about like pyro and all of this shit. And then at the end you've got one about don't be leaving litter and enable it's like fucking hell it's just relentless just constantly like telling us like don't be doing this or this is going to happen it's like oh, give us a fucking give it a break will you but, but it was just that i didn't like the, the the concept of like you know as you said they've nothing got sang i mean i don't even think there was a song about liverpool let alone going on about chelsea um but it was all right for chelsea before kickoff starting the usual mm. anti-scouse nonsense jobless scousers and then murderers and always the victims which have probably heard a couple of times each i think i could definitely hear the chelsea fans from the annie road you know where at the cop end of the at the main stand so i would have heard you know the cops singing about like you know yeah. the homophobic chance so because we sat down that end yeah because we sat down that end but i'm like well 
how can how is that message coming across? Why aren't you saying to Chelsea fans at any uh, uh, sort of chanting about like um, disasters, etc.? The, uh, the reason for it, John, is because the FA have sent out like um, like this fucking decree to all clubs now that 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 chance is outlawed and rightly so. You know, mm. this isn't this is not a case of saying you know we should be allowed to chant that. That chance should have been binned off a, a long time ago. So no problem with that at all. But like the FA have decided, okay, this chant now that that's not acceptable. But we're still being subjected to this shit every other week. Um, so that's where it leaves a bad taste. But the thing that leaves a, a really bad taste is it never even happened. You know, you're yeah, probably you're probably talking about like maybe one or two dickheads have shouted something. It was not chanting. It was not like an audible chant where like you're, you're sitting there and you're going, "Oh, that's not good." That that just didn't happen. And we were joking, me and John Dan, because there was a fella sat next to us. Oh Christ! He was like, um, he was like a Cockney red, and he kept shouting. Like, John, the first half, he was going, like, come on, red boys. We kept shouting, like, red boys. And, it, it, like, to, we, we were sat next to him, so we knew what he was saying. But, like, anyone in the area might have thought, what? What, 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 the, what the fuck's that? Is he shouting red boys? But he wasn't. So it was your section. Well, because we did say about that. Only the fact you've said that it was the whole stadium. We did think, as, as somebody reported him, because they also say, don't they, if you hear any offensive chanting, like you send a text to whatever number it is with the seat number and the row, and it'll be dealt with. So I was thinking, has somebody maybe like sent a message and said there's a fella like in the, the in the main stand there and he's like shouting rent boys, but he wasn't. He was shouting red boys. He was shouting come on red boys, uh, mm. which is like a weird thing to chant because like it's not it's a, to shout. Sorry, it's not something that it's like it's red men, isn't it? We'd always say like red men, but mm. you know maybe it's like a London thing where it's, anybody was like just saying like red boys. And I thought, maybe someone's misunderstood that and that's what the message is about. Because it was just bizarre that we were getting like this, like over the PA and that. It's just, um, it's frustrating. I think, well, well f- first of all, um, regarding Star Wars, I, when you say I'm not a fan, I do not share your optimistic appraisal of that situation. Okay. Well, have you watched Rogue um, One? Like the, um, I've, watched, I've watched them all. Sorry, not Rogue, yeah. not Rogue One. It was more the spin-off from Rogue One, you know, Andor. That's what I was talking oh. about. I'm I'm a bit behind with yeah. that. I, w- I will well, get around to that eventually. When, so they, when, they get in, when they get in the prison, Dan, you'll be watching it. And you'll be like, "Oh, that's what he was talking about." I get it now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll I'll look forward to that. But in terms of, I completely agree with what John's saying. Um, in a stadium of what forty eight thousand or whatever we hold these days, I can't remember. Um, you are going to have had yesterday at least two or three idiots who will have shouted Chelsea rent boy. Um, and I don't know if it was a response to that or if that message was determined that they were going to play that no, no matter what. But I, I I am kind of like penalty box away end in the upper Kenny, and I didn't hear any chants that were unsavoury from Liverpool fans. As usual, you might get the odd one or two idiots in the bigger games, but, but there was no chance But you can deal with that, though, Dan. That's yeah. the thing. When it's individual dickheads, you can deal with that. You get them yeah. and you, you take them out. It's more difficult when it's like a large section of people doing it, and that's when you need the announcement. Yeah. It's not chanting. It, it, it's not chanting. Yeah. It's just idi- it's just individual idiots shouting rubbish out. Yeah. I didn't did hear anything that about that yesterday, but I did hear very clearly on more than one occasion Chelsea fans mocking Hillsborough and Heysel so when are we going to start reading out things to say stop being 
wankers stop being disrespectful. Is that an official FA statement? Don't you want to be I, I, FA I to email all clubs and say, like, tell your fans to stop being wankers? I, I, I wouldn't put anything past the FA, but, um, yeah. I, I, I'm all for stamping out this, this 80s remnant, this grubby, stupid chanting that doesn't mean anything. It's just... It just spoils the experience. It just gets people's backs up. Why just stop being wankers, as I've already said. But, yeah, yeah I, I completely agree with what you both said. We don't need to have edicts being read out all of the time, kind of like some like George playing the role of town crier, hear ye, hear ye. Mm. We, we don't need that. Just just be better to each other. And just and, to clarify, it's not his fault. He's told he's got to read it out. It's not like he's just taking it on himself to do it. Of course, yeah, Absolutely. You can subscribe to the Liverpool Way podcast on all the major platforms, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon or Podbean. Just search for the Liverpool Way, leave us a review and hit subscribe to automatically receive all new episodes. You can also head to liverpoolway.co.uk and grab a TLW season ticket for just £3 a month. There's tons of exclusive content, including match reports from every Liverpool game, weekly Premier League roundups, the TLW diary and access to the members only forum. Lastly, you can follow us on social media at the Liverpool Way on Twitter and at the Liverpool Way TLW on Instagram and Facebook. Um, yeah, but the, the Chelsea fans also like you may as well get to this now. Uh, saying about like the chanting and stuff. Well, when we like we got there yesterday, me and John, we got to the car park and we normally go to like the uh, the Weatherspoons over on County Road. And Paul and Julian were already over there. So we were walking over to meet them and then they were coming out and they went, oh, we'll leave them not staying in there. Like there's loads of Chelsea dickheads in there singing like always the victim and all kinds and that. So we just walked up to the ground then, never bothered. And then obviously word gets around when that happens. There's like a load of Chelsea fans in there being complete dickheads. So word gets around with like all like the local scowls. It's not even people who are like at the match. It's not even like fans who were at the match, you've like decided, okay, let's go looking for them Chelsea fans. It's just like kids. It's just like, you know, local scally kids. Word travels round. So at, after the game, I get back to the car park and I'm probably a couple of minutes behind Paul and Julian. They've already gone. They've beat the traffic and got, and, and got out the car park. I got a couple of minutes makes all the difference from being able to even get out of the car park. So I'm just sat in the car park like for 15 minutes, not moving. By the time I do get out and I'm about to go onto County Road, there's all murder going on, like, and I can just hear bottles smashing and stuff and shouting. So, like, a while my window down, I'm trying to listen because I can't really see because there's other cars in the way. Um, and then when I was able to move forward a bit, I saw what was going on. And there's Chelsea fans outside the, like, the, uh, the weddies. And then on the other side of the road are, like, just a load of scally kids and, like, the black hoodies and that. Um, and they're all just like throwing shit at each other, and like you know, nothing's happening. It was it was kind of like a good metaphor for the game. It was like they both stood on opposite sides of the road, just like throwing shit at each other. That's not not doing any damage. <laughs> and then eventually, like you know, somebody might just like venture out into the road, and a couple of them will like throw a couple of punches at each other, and then run back again, and like nothing's going on. Uh, but it pissed me off because like. I couldn't get out, and like the, the road was just chocker. And then the police came, and I've read this morning like three people got arrested or something. Uh, but the police blocked the road off, so I had to go like the total opposite way to where I normally went, and I had to go through Bootle to get home. It, it took me, like, I got home at like I think it was 10 past four. I got home 
just because of all of that shit. And it's like, fucking hell, I, I was freezing. I, like, just did not need that at all. But, like, watching, like, the, you know, the, the, the so-called, like, kickoff, and, like, nothing was going on. And then the two doormen are like, we we they they're there every week, you know. When we go in there, like before the match, like it's the same doorman, and like there was only two of them. And at one point, I just seen them like walk across the road, and then you just seen like there's probably like fifty like scallies who'd been throwing stuff. They just turned and ran. Just because the two doormen had just crossed the road towards them, <laughs> and there was no Chelsea fans either, so they must have just gone inside. Because like these two doormen just fucking dealt with it, like with, with like the both sides and that, and like t- two of them sorted it out. So you know, fair play to them, like for calming it down. But the the whole like the road was just covered in glass then. Um, but yeah, it's just it made me laugh because I'm like that was like that summed up the game. That shitty fight there just summed up the actual game as well. Basically, just like nothing really happened. Yeah, got going back to the film theme that you were on about the guy who's like saying the red boys. I mean, I don't know if any of you've seen something about Mary, but that yeah. guy was literally the hitchhiker. Out of something about Mary, just that annoying. <laughs> Gobshite, I'll, I'll say, shall we say? Um, I hope he doesn't listen to this, by the way. There's a chance he does, John. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, but yeah, it's just like the, the hitchhiker from something about Mary. Um, thankfully, he didn't kill me at the end, like, but yeah. You might do just... next time <laughs> if we sat next to you at the next game and he's been listening uh, to this. Yeah, oh, honestly, God, I'd say the match day experience wasn't a very pleasant one yesterday. It was freezing cold. It's uh, him next to me. Um, every time there was something going on, the Annie Rhodes, he'd lean forwards and his body would like enlarge wider, so I couldn't like sort of pe- you know pee you in the head. Didn't miss nothing, John. I, I wouldn't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just thinking, you know what? I'm just gonna look ahead. I can't be arsed and too cold. So yeah, I was just glad to. I actually left like a minute or two early, which I never do. Um, you know, because I walk home from the grounds and that. So uh, I was just that cold yesterday. I just had enough and. You know, I was obviously going to finish nil-nil at that point. So, yeah, um, just glad the whole experience is over yesterday. So he's the most annoying person I've ever sat by who's not, who's not called Dave Usher. <laughs> I know when you put in the chat, I'm like, oh, I was sat next to this fucking annoying bastard. I'm like, fucking hell, everyone's just going to make that same joke now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, not very pleasant, but, yeah, just move on. Hopefully it's someone, you know, more normal next time out. Well, Danny Dyer is going to turn up to Weatherspoons <laughs> to, to, to check it out when when it's when it's the derby. Did you see that uh, Jared Bowen's like? Is I didn't know he's like uh, he's with Danny Dyer's daughter and they're they're having twins. So it's like, uh, are they going to call him like Daniel and Daniela or something? <laughs> I have a feeling, Dave. We saw that in the same place because I saw that on the BBC live text. No, uh, I is... heard it on Talksport when he scored two against Everton yesterday. I was on my way back, uh, in like in the car at the radio on listening to the Everton game, and uh, yeah, they they made the point then. Imagine Danny Dyer. Remember that that football hooligan there thing he used to do years ago, where he'd turn up in all these like mad countries, yeah. like in like I don't know, Romania, like for the Romanian derby, Bucharest or whatever. <laughs> And he's turning off outside the weather. He's on County Road. It's going to be a bit, a bit naughty. It's going to be a bit naughty, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea's top boys are out, aren't they? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, but um, I probably probably would agree with you both that calling those the red boys should be punishable by death. 
Fucking harsh. <laughs> 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 we're not fucking Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, or, or Man City. Yeah. Uh, oh, anything else? I suppose we should look ahead to the Brighton game next week, but um, I'm not well, even sure I, what to expect, to be honest. I, I kind of wanted to pick up on that because we, we've talked about the derby. In between Brighton and the derby, we were aware to Wolves. Um, in the league, so oh. yeah, yes, yes, on the fourth of February, because I, I I thought there was a game missing there somewhere there because the the derby is just before Valentine's Day. Which yeah, is, I was just in, talking about next February. home game. To be fair, when I said next game, I meant like next game at Anfield. Next game at Anfield is the derby, yeah. which would be which should should be different. But although I, I imagine that Everton will have got rid of the uh, the fat Tory by then. To be honest, I think there'll be a I different don't know. proposition because if you're looking at appointing a new manager. The next two games are Arsenal and then going to Anfield. Do you really want to hand a new manager those two games? They may well decide to get him rid of Lampard, but they might just go, you know what, let him deal with I mean, these two games. And then, if then you think about it, what what you're saying is, is true, there, Dave. Actually, because if you think about it, back to when we we got Marco Silva sacked, they, they they wanted to replace him before that game, but they decided to take the five-two yeah. kick in at Anfield first. So, yeah, maybe, maybe you're right. I mean, I think he's going either way. We've had this conversation a couple of times. I don't think they're going. I think they'll replace Lampard with Sean Dyche, and I think they'll finish sixteenth or seventeenth. But um, the way they do need to be careful because the, the if teams like Southampton or, or Leeds or Bournemouth get on a run, Forest have gone on a run. You know, like they're they're going to be in big big trouble. Wolves as well. They're much improved. I don't think West Ham won't stay in the bottom three either. Yeah, we, we, our next two games, both away, are not going to be any fun. Uh, Brighton away is, is not an None easy None of our time. games are any fun at the moment, Dan. <laughs> well, I, again, I, I, can't, I can't disagree with that. Yeah, it's not um, not fun at the moment, but it's going to be... Brighton away will be a really stern test. They've really got the dander up. They're probably disappointed they didn't go to Leicester and win yesterday, but they've really got the tails up. That is not going to be an easy game for us at all. Well, going back to Brighton next week, um, the team that played against Chelsea, a lot of that was a reward for how they'd done against Wolves. Next week's a different game because you're not going to be like as excited or as, nah, excited is not the right word, but as pleased with yesterday as we were with some of the performances against Wolves. I mean, I thought Bajetic had another good game. He got booked, which kind of restricted him a little bit in what he was able to do after that, but he was... He was decent again, looked looked accomplished. Uh, Harvey, not so much, because he was moved around a little bit too much, that on the left, and then he ended up going back to his proper position. But ugh, next week, team selection, I'd be really disappointed if Fabinho comes back in for Bajetic. I think like he, he needs to earn his place back. I'm not saying Fabinho's not going to play anymore. You know, he, We're going to need to play him. We've got so many games once the Champions League comes around. But I do feel like you need to just give Bajeta to run now. Uh, so Fabinho comes back in next week. That's disappointing. Um, Henderson's slightly different. I don't know whether he'll come back in or not. I think he might. But again, I feel like he should have to play his way back in. Um, but what, what are we thinking for next week? What do you think the midfield's going to be? See, I'm sort of thinking... I know it won't happen, but I'd go as similar to the team who lost against them the other week. Um to try and, say, and sort it out. <laughs> sort it out, yeah, to do everything that you didn't do in the last game. I know obviously other factors will come into it, like fitness and all that, but I'd probably go as close to that team as we possibly could. Um, 
obviously Darwin that's after coming you know is one of the front trainer um, but yeah I just think like it's from a psych- psychology because the end of the day the majority of players who started that Brighton game are the senior players who you know when it comes yeah. to you know the Madrid game coming up and that, well, they're gonna have to like try and play themselves back into some form. Um, you know as well as Bajeta just done. Obviously the Madrid game, it's like you, you know you're going up against like class midfields, and yeah. it's one of, one of those where um, you know ideally uh, you, you know you want your your best well senior players who are you know being mainstays of the team for a few years to like play themselves back into some form and confidence. They've had all season now. I know what you're saying, mm. John, and I, I'm not even saying you're wrong, but they've had all season to, to, to start showing some form and it's just not happened. I mean, if you, you look at it from like the the Brighton game the other week, you can see who's who's kind of being like punished, if, if you like it. I don't know whether that's the right word, but Henderson, Fabinho and Matip have all been bombed now Trent missed games, but Trent had a, 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 that's slightly different because Trent has a, a bit of an injury which ruled him out yesterday. Otherwise, he would have started. Uh, Milner's been very good at right back as well. By the mm, way, you think yeah, that, that needs saying? In fact, yeah. Milner's actually been very good whenever he's played this season. He's you know he's been one of our better players, which says more about everyone else than it does Milner because you know what you're going to get from Milner. He's not surprising anyone with what he's doing. He's just being James Milner. But he shouldn't be one of our better players, and he has been. So you know that tells you a lot about everybody else. But um, you may even end up like with with Trent comes back in, you may even end up with Milner in midfield again. I know people will be like, "Oh no, fucking hell, what a step backwards!" But you know we might actually need that, but not every week. But I think maybe there's going to be some games where we can we could really use him in midfield because you know he's got his experience in there and he'll. He'll do the right things. You know, he'll close down space. He'll put tackles in. You're just not going to get ninety minutes out of him. But you know, if you can get like a good hour, he'll boot someone and get a yellow card when it's needed, like yesterday. Yeah. Real Madrid might be might yeah. be when you really need him in there, just for like mm. just his know how and experience and just like old man smarts, if you like. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you've you've got to probably play Gakpo again because you know just to really try and bed them in. Um, you, you know, yeah, you've got to keep playing them. There's no. You've got to keep playing them, kind of thing. I mean, I mean, that's just going back to earlier. It's like you know, when we were discussing. It's like you know, Taki has gone. You, you know, can Taki was like what fifteen goals last? Was it ten, twelve, fifteen goals last season? Don't think it was as many as fifteen. Wasn't but he it? did get double figures. Yeah, he's definitely got double figures, and uh, it's one of those where if you know, would it have been worthwhile keeping Taki around? I don't know if he wanted to go for, because you know, he wanted like regular football and that, which he wasn't getting here, but um, just at the moment, I mean, it's like that sign and just seemed to come from nowhere, uh, you know, it just seemed to. We weren't linked to Gakpo at all, and then we've just like come in and before him. I was, it was great when signings like that. I remember Ian Rush coming we, back we from the Juventus. We were linked Juventus. to him about a month before, but it all went were quiet, we? and everyone thought he was going to United. We, yeah. we, were, we were linked to them because some Dutch journalist said how much uh, Pep Linders loves him, mm. and Virgil had said some like flattering things and about like hopefully you know he gets like a good move or something. But there yeah, was it had gone quiet, and then just out of nowhere, it just it happened like. 
Pereira Lisa the Tamer, whether he's like Louis Suarez or Ru van Nistelrooy or Matea Cashman and Afonso Alves, you know, yeah. which side of the coins he on, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, we'll um, see what, well, I mean, you're known as like the, the best judge of strikers <laughs> in, in the group, John. So, you know, I'll, I'll bow to your judgments on him whenever, whenever you decide if he's good enough or not. <laughs> well, early days, as I say, I'd just like him to get a goal and hopefully that'll just kickstart him. Yeah. Um, I think that's what he needs. I wouldn't really. have took him off yesterday. No, I expected it because I, I did say to you like who I thought was going to go off at the time, but I wouldn't have took him off. I'd have left him on. Yeah, um, that's true. We did, we did look a bit better than Darwin. Well, when I say better, we looked a bit more threatening than Darwin. Come on, a but bit less, not, less toothless. Less toothless, yeah. Um, but there's still not enough any major substance to it either. No. I have to say it again, when Darwin's not playing, I just don't even enjoy watching us now. He's the only mm. thing that I can get excited about. It's just so <laughs> dull. Yeah, what a fall from grace at I the know. moment. Yeah. Jeez. Shocking. Yeah. Let's hope that Cody Gakpo is more uh, Luis Suarez than Marco Bugas. No, he's <laughs> not going to be Marco Bugas. I don't think he's going to be like living in a caravan around the corner from Anfield. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it Marco Bugas was just like living in a caravan, wasn't he, when, yeah. <laughs> when he went to yeah. West Ham? I think what happened with that, um, and I, I'm, not, I'm not making light of the situation, was he, he got sent off He was uh, early in his West Ham career and he, he never recovered and he was let go and he never recovered from that and it had a really big impact on his mental health and yeah. I think he was a recluse living on a caravan park, although um, I don't know if there are any caravan parks near Upton Park, but um, yeah, that's apparently what happened to Marco Boog. It's very yeah. sad. Oh, well, the best thing he did was boot Gary Neville into orbit, I remember. So that, that, was, that uh, was when he got sent off, that was the red card he got. That was yeah. that, that game, was it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I believe, if I remember rightly, yeah, um, we're going back to, what, 95? So yeah. that's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, Ma- Marco Bugas is my one of my go-to comedy Premier League footballers, along with Samassi Abu, it must be a West Ham thing. And uh, Taibi. Taibi, Ali Deya. Uh, the, 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 um, George Way's cousin who, who Graham soon has got took in by <laughs> that's some <laughs> serious that, gr- absolutely love that th- that's some serious grift there, isn't yeah. it? That, it, it could be a Tory party donor <laughs> with, with that kind of grift <laughs> uh, is there anything else you want to talk about or are we done I think n- n- not for me just again well played Bajatic I, I, really, I really want to see him play more and more because he he's gone from being kind of like a viable kid to his first team now. He's very definitely first team, and you can see him being part of our long term project. I can almost see the echo rating how Stefan Bajatic served FSG millions in about six months' time when um, we don't bring in the number of midfielders we need. But he is a viable first team option, and I'm really glad to see someone else come through. You know what, Dan? I, I've just realised your vocabulary is like the Italian alphabet. There's no J. It's Yotta. Buy it. I've already said to you, it's Bajetic. <laughs> you yeah, just incapable um, of pronouncing what, what, J's, aren't you? Well, what, what if I'm right, Dave, and you're wrong? No, Can't you're not. No, no. <laughs> you, I know that I'm right just because I've got it from Steve Hunter. That's what Steve Hunter calls him. And Steve Hunter asked him, how do you pronounce your name? I'll, it, it'll take me a while like it did with Jota. Oh, um, here we go. 
Finally, the, the it's not it's not an accent or a pronunciation or a, a, an intelligence thing. It's just the fact that I could keep forgetting the names, even though you you mentioned it to me right at the start. Um, yeah, let's see more of Bajetic well uh, as much as much as we can, um, because he is looking very good, and the more he plays, the more experienced he'll become, the more um, he can contribute. So yeah, well, well done to the to the young lads. What, um, what are your thoughts on um, Curtis Jones? <laughs> should we be seeing more of, should we see more of him do you think it's it's very difficult because when he's come on he's not really had the impact that we want uh, yesterday all he did was get booked and angrily rant at the referee which he had every right to do I thought that was a foul by it the was, way yeah. um, but it's very difficult to judge Curtis because he spent so much of the last two years injured yeah. and he is early it, it, because he he was he missed all of the start of the season. He's still early in his pre-season. This is still August to him. And he's not had so, the games to, to even have a pre-season. Exactly. He's, yeah. He just can't get going, can he? So whilst it's easy to, to jump on him, for, for me, I, I'm going to be patient with him and give him time because he's not been remotely fully fit. He's not He's not played. So how, how can we judge whether he's not kicked, whether he's kicked on or not? In my opinion, he's not kicked on as much as he should. Mm. And Harvey Elliott's gone well past him. But um, let's let's give the lad time. Yeah, I wouldn't be averse to him having a low move, Curtis, next season. I agree. I, I agree, John. I've been saying that myself. Like, like Harvey Elliott went to Blackburn and yeah, it exploded. Up, it yeah. exploded. Curtis is so good. We we know Curtis Jones is good. He's been kind of in the TLW like vision for for quite a while now. We we know there is a seriously good footballer there. I just think he needs that confidence. I think because he he plays it very safe, doesn't he? He doesn't do what he normally does, which is dribble past people and score. Mm. However, as we've as we've all always said, that's not how our midfielders play, and he's played a lot in midfield. Our midfielders are disciplined. They're not dribbling they merchants. Well, they were, well, well, well. When they could run, when they yeah. had the legs to run, they were disciplined. Um, uh, so yeah, he just seems to have lost that bit of arrogance and well, a good yeah. arrogance that he had. Um, you know, remember the the beauty he scored against Everton in in the cup that time when we had like a team mm. of kids out against their first team. He pinged one into the top corner, killed one in the top corner past Pickford. Um, I don't know, you very seldom see that, you know, going on about the safe um, aspect of his game that, that that he's showing at the moment. It's like, you know, but I say maybe a low move just away from the club for the year, see, how, see what happens. I don't know what type of club, you know, the club that plays, plays, you know, decent football, you know, like a Blackburn, maybe, um, when Harvey was there. Um, I think I he's, don't know. he's gone beyond Is like, right? the championship. Yeah. He's, he mm. needs a Premier League loan. Yeah, uh, who that would be, I don't know. The, the worry that you have though with loan deals is like, generally they'll go to teams in the bottom half and it's not stable because managers often get sacked, bottom half teams, and or if the manager's future's on the line, a lot of the time they go with players who they know are going to be there the next season, and you know loan deals can sometimes backfire. So it, it I, I'm not averse to the idea of him spending a season playing in the Premier League for someone else but it's got to be the right club or it'll set him back even further Brentford that, let's have a word with Thomas Frank that style of play is totally different though isn't it you know, I don't think um, I don't think that that would work so I don't I don't even know what would be the best team but 
Uh, if Brighton were in fifth or sixth yeah. in the league, then I'd, 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 I'd be happy for him to go there, you know, where he could really express himself and show what he's about and what he can do. Um, but Yo, Brighton are probably... Having, can't be having him finishing above us in the league. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So it's sort of, you know, but that type of team, you yeah. know, but Brighton have sort of, you know, they were like, what, 12, 13, you know, playing good football and the pot and that, but now they look a real... Like threatening to you know team who scores a lot lots of goals all of a sudden mm. um but they're probably you know the way Brighton do business you know they'll just pluck some South yeah, American no one's yeah. ever heard of for four million and sell them for or sixty like million. Oh, the Japanese lad who's fucking. Oh, what a what a player! Yeah, <laughs> I know. You know he's, um, the first time I'd seen him was the game at Anfield. He, he was, yeah, he was good. Saw ribbons. Mm. Right? I remember when he came on. Um, but yeah, it's uh, maybe a serene mid-table Premier League club. Um, Rather than well, he's one fighting relegation. <laughs> he's already at one. Yeah. Maybe we should just play him. <laughs> just play yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, Yeah, okay. Uh, you know, a spell like a mid table Premier League team. That'll that'll boost your development. So yeah, you're oh, playing this week. Straight into that one, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, it's I don't know how long he's got left in his contract. Well, he signed, you'll he know signed like not that long ago. Yeah, he's got he, plenty uh, of time okay. left. Right, so yeah, I just think a year away from the club somewhere. Um, you know, I know you're saying about being a, like better than the championship, but maybe he might think to step down to a top championship club who's like angling for promotion next season. Um, Everton, maybe, who knows? Uh, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> no, didn't you just say angling for promotion? Yeah, <laughs> no, that, that rules them out. <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe he might not be averse to that because he'll be playing week in, week out. He'll be probably one of the go-to players in the team um, rather than just a member of the team, if that makes sense. Because you know, I think the type of player he is, that's what he wants to be. He, you know, He wants to try things, he wants to get on the ball, um, make things happen. But yeah, he's not really you know, done that this season for the reasons that he's have stated. Mm. So what are predictions for next week then? Are we going to still be in the cup after that game? Maybe another replay or are we going to win? Oh God, I hope it's not a replay. Um, I, I mean, the way it is at the moment, I'd say we'll be going out, but you, you just don't know. I mean, you know, Brighton will be licking the lips probably, won't they? Think, you know, it's enough to do much to beat us the other week. Um, but you'd like to think that we'll give a better show and then Klopp won't allow that to happen again. You know, what happened two weeks ago. So, um, yeah, I think it'll be a tight game, to be honest with you. Um, if I was guessing now, maybe like a 1-0 or something to someone. Dan? Yeah, I think I, a lot of what Jon is saying there um, <laughs> feels right. I, I think it'll be. I think we will give a much better account of ourselves. That's not saying very much, but I think we will kind of have a bit of motivation and be a bit fired up. I think. I think it'll be one nil either way. Uh, I, I, I think. I think we might go through. We've got a feeling for some reason. Um, but yes, as as Jon has just said, no no replays, please. I, I don't want a, a Wednesday night home game uh, in the the early February against Brighton. It will be yeah. too cold. I'm I'm done with cold cold temperatures after yesterday. That was way too cold. Yeah, it was. And we're not we're not exaggerating. That's I would say that's probably the second coldest I've ever been at a game behind the famous Reading game. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'd go along with that. Um, as for next week, I'm going two one to us, Darwin and Mo. I think it's about time Mo did something. Uh, I think Darwin back from the start. Uh, actually, you know what? No, I'll, I'll change. I'll go 3-1. 
and I'll go Gakpo getting one as well. Front three all getting a goal. Just doing them on the break, playing sensibly and hitting them on the counter-attack. Because you can do that. That's what Arsenal did to them the other week. Like Brighton played really well against Arsenal, but Arsenal just ripped them apart on the counter-attack and that's where like the goals came from. So you can do it. So that's what we've got to do. Just defend sensibly, close down space, don't let them do what they want to do and then hit them on the break. So yeah, 3-1 with the front three all scoring. That would be lovely because that would be how it's not been going this season. Mm-hmm. The red arrow, the red arrows are uh, like we seem to screw up every good counter attack now. We seem to make the wrong decision or um, you know, like make the wrong, the wrong pass or the pass isn't good enough. So if it comes to that, Dave, then, then I will think that our season is on the up. Well, the main thing now, I think, is like we're not getting top four unless something drastic happens. But it'd be nice to retain the FA Cup. So yeah, get a result well, next week and. I was I, I was kind of thinking about that actually. Um, you know, you, like Newcastle only drew yesterday with Crystal Palace. So the gap, if if we were to win our game in hand, which is again it's away at Chelsea or at home to Wolves, one of the two. I can't remember which. It's um, away to Chelsea, isn't it? It's the Chelsea away game because that was the one with the uh, the, the, the Queen popped the clogs the, and yeah, and the, 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 was the funeral. funeral. Yeah, yeah. Um, Obviously, that's no no easy shake as we as we saw yesterday. But if we did win that game, the gap would only be seven points. So it's not over the top four yet. I don't think there's a hope in hell that we're going to get it. I don't think we're playing well enough. I think there's all the teams above us are playing better. United and and Newcastle blowing past us in one summer is really disappointing. But it's happened. Um, so I, I agree with you. The the game against Brighton and the, the the two games against Real Madrid are ultimately where our fate is going to be decided this season because we ain't winning the league and top four is difficult but still doable. Yeah, but if we get to March and we're, we're still in contention and our form's picked up a bit, then then you can start seriously thinking about it. At the moment, it's not even worth thinking too much. It's like we've just got to start like playing well again. You know, just yep. find our way back, start playing well and then see where we are when that happens and if we can make a run at it, then okay. I mean, we've done it before. Like we were much worse in the the COVID season. We lost six home games on the bounce in that season, and we were totally out of it. Nobody gave us any chance, and then we ended up winning ten out of twelve. Drew the other two, and and we got third. So See, that thing about, about that season to me, to me, Dave, is that it doesn't count for the start. But I don't think the league was as um, as congested then. I think like now, obviously, you've got a stronger Arsenal team because that, that season, you know, very average United side still mm. finished second to City. So, yeah. um, but now, you know, City won't end up winning a canter. Um, but you know, you didn't have Arsenal on the horizon, then Newcastle didn't have the tails up, and United are better now than they were then. Um, yeah, I, I think it's done personally. And uh, one, one thing I was gonna ask was like regarding European football generally. Um, I had a chat with you about this yesterday and wanted to see what Dan thought as well. But if you know we likely miss out in the top four, like my opinion is I wouldn't be averse. Obviously, I don't want to be in the Europa League, but I'd rather be in the Europa League and not in the Conference League. I'd rather just miss out altogether. Um, you know, don't, I could tolerate being in the Europa League for maybe a season um, if it's you know, a probability or a possibility, but I just cannot fathom or tolerate the thought of being in that uh, in that conference league. It's just just the name of it alone just <laughs> sends shudders yeah. down my spine. So it's like, yeah, yeah. Um, the but GM yeah, Vauxhall Conference League. 
Yeah, it just yeah. sounds as shit as it is. Um, you know, Mourinho was buzzing about winning it last season. You know, fair play to him. You know, someone told me he got tattoos of the. Yeah, is that right? <laughs> Mourinho, <laughs> yeah. Mourinho would celebrate winning the coin toss, John. It's yeah. just what he is. Yeah, with regards uh, to your question, how do we feel about the, the Europa the, the Europa Europa Conference? Personally, I would rather miss that altogether if it's not the top four because it frees up that midweek. And the if you look at like look at look at Newcastle who, who don't have any distractions with with um, European football and how how good a season that they've had, um, I, I don't and I know it's no different to Wednesday to Saturday and we've had this discussion before. Teams that play Thursday to Sunday often struggle. It shouldn't and be different, but it is. I don't is, know why. It just but it is. is. Yeah, yeah I, I can't I can't explain it, Dave. It just is that two o'clock on a Sunday game. It just reminds me of losing one 0 at home to Ipswich after a midweek game in the the UEFA Cup on the Thursday. Slovan Liberec or someone like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah after a difficult two 0 win over Slovan Liberec or F, R, R, FC Rabot Nishki or someone like that, you know, it's it's just for, for me. I don't want to sound like a footballing snob because the UEFA Cup gave me some fantastic memories and bad memories as well in the nineties and early two thousands. But I, I would rather have the free midweek personally and concentrate on progressing in the domestic cups instead. I, I would say that that would be better for us. However, I'm not dismissing the Europa League it is an improved competition. You get some serious heavyweights in that after the, um, the champions league has chuck out time. And of course the champions league is changing soon. There's going to be more games in that. And it's just, all, all change coming up soon with the Champions League and I've played that on Football Manager it's a bit of a minefield that new Champions League format yeah I, I want no part of the Europa League or the Europa Conference but if we're in them then we're in them but I'd also if we're in the conference I would not be playing any of our first teamers in that I'd just be using it I wouldn't loan out any of the young players you know like we've got like loads of like Reese Williams and people like that you don't really want to keep them around just playing under-21 football because it's it's not good for the development. They're too old to be in our under-21s. Not like they're not actually too old, but it's not that you know they're, they're beyond that level. I'd be keeping those type of players, Leighton Clarks, and you know people. He'll be gone, but I'm using him as an example now. Players like that, um, I wouldn't loan them out. I'd just play them in the Europa Conference if it came to that, and that's what we were in. I wouldn't be playing. Van Dyke and Salah and any of them unless people are coming back from injury and they need games then you use that but otherwise I'd treat it as just a, an under 21 tournament I'd keep a stronger deeper squad with all like the young players and I'd use them for that uh, Europa League I mean I'm saying I'd do that but the club aren't going to do that whatever competition we're in you know they're going to they're going to take it seriously but I'm just saying I wouldn't um, Europa League slightly different if you're in that I think you, you have to take it semi-seriously until it gets to like the knockout stages and then it becomes a, a bit more of a, a credible competition but I just I, I hate that we're even having to think about that and like the whole Sunday Thursday thing there's like playing on a Thursday night is it, it's kind of like there's a there's a stigma attached to that now you know if you're like a Champions League team and then you're playing on a Thursday night other Champions League teams are taking the piss out of you and also if you're playing on a Sunday and you're not the televised game like there's few things more degrading than that. It's like if you if you've got a Sunday game, it's usually because like Sky have picked you. It's like okay, you're, you're going to be four o'clock on a Sunday on Sky, or maybe the early game, two o'clock. But 
when you're playing on a Sunday and another game is playing at the same time and they're the televised game and you're just playing on a Sunday because you're in the Europa League, it's like, oh, fucking hell, is that is that where we are now? You know, like, the likes of West Ham, that's a step up for them. You know, they see that as, like, you know, progress and that. But for us, that would be, uh, no, it'd be devastating. I just wouldn't want to be in it. But, you know, we'll just have to see where we finish. But yeah, FA Cup next week, so it's a nice break from the league and I fancy us to get through. So yeah, we'll be back after that one. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening and we'll catch you soon. The best word I can say, but uh, we'll describe this was boom. (laughs) 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 What was this? It was really good.